Hello and welcome to the Hoopstradamus podcast. I'm Adam Shalfa, joined by my buddy Hamia Rain. Hami, it looks like a glorious day as you're taking a, a nice stroll here. And yeah, uh, how I are you? I, I'm good. I'm here at Fritz Worley Park, a very beautiful park. This, this episode sponsored, of course, by the Westmont Park District. Of course. Of course it is. Very real sponsors. Yeah, yeah. I probably shouldn't be uh, pointing it this way because there's, uh, you know, children here and we're out here kind of in public. But, you know, we're in public, so I guess I, I can take a shot of whatever, right? I guess children are just kind of frowned upon. But, hey, if we're going to get on it, just guess what, child? We're going to be on camera. Too bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe this goes on YouTube. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We do have uh, a caller may join us in a few minutes uh, who has some questions about, uh, well, I and- hope the NBA. But yeah. you never know. This guy's a real maniac. Uh, he could be asking us questions about just about anything. Uh, so if we get a phone call, we will take it mid-show. Uh, we're recording yeah. it as 522. Now it's 523. Yeah. Uh, right after I say that, it, it changes minutes. Um, and uh, it is the day after game three. So the Bucks really make a statement last night. Uh, Giannis just playing it's nothing short of heroic Kami uh, the way Giannis has performed as of late and I mean shoot this guy's on one leg and to be putting up the numbers he is I think a lot of people thought he might be out for not just the playoffs but a lot of time last or into next season Instead, last night, he's 14 of 23 for 41 points. He gets 13 rebounds, six assists, a steal, and shooting really well from the free throw line even now. 13 of 17 from the line. It's beautiful to see. It's inspiring. Yeah, uh, I, I'm very impressed with how Giannis has played uh, in this finals. Uh, I guess I... Maybe I shouldn't be surprised because I know he's been eager to be playing in stages like this. And, uh, you know, the Bucks play very well at home. Uh, that's, that's kind of the thing this postseason is like getting their wins at home. It's going to be very tough to, you know, do that again because Phoenix didn't really shoot well. So uh, this is this game four, you know, one of those do or die games. It's also really encouraging to see Drew Holiday, who got off to kind of a rough start in the series, bounce back 21 points, nine assists, and five boards in the game three. And uh, it's crazy how much better Chris Middleton seems to do at home in these playoff games. And he's really had a few game threes where he turns it around. And so he goes three to seven from three, and they need that offense, um, but really a, a team effort. And then uh, Bobby Portis. We got to talk about Bobby Portis a little bit, but I think a lot of people are starting to think it might be a sun sweep. I think I said it in our finals preview show that this series, it's not going to start until it really goes back to Milwaukee and you see uh, that they prove that point with a 20 point win. Yeah, it, it was a, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, anyone thinks that it'd be a sweep after two always. They haven't been watching the NBA playoffs for long, or they must not have because, right? You know, people kind of say that there's kind of a gimme game, game three. Uh, I know there's people are going to say there's no gimme games at all, but 
usually the team that's losing 2-0 will come out better in game three, more urgent. So uh, it's not a surprise that we saw that from the Bucks, who've been making that uh, – they're kind of been – that's kind of another thing this year. Like I mentioned, they're like winning at home, just taking care of business at home. Uh, it's just really on the road. It comes down to that. It's kind of like that wild card. Yeah. But even, you know, I feel like even a guy like Middleton, he is kind of a wild card at, at some points. I mean, I know total anecdotal evidence, but the game that I went to, and I, I was expecting him to have a pretty good game. He was not sure well at all, but holiday played great. And holiday is another guy who's usually playing well, you know, at home, especially. Yeah. And they really need him to because it was just kind of hard to watch, frankly. Yeah. Uh, the other night, game two, Giannis has 42 points, 12 rebounds, and really doing everything. But Drew Holiday, just 7 of 21. Uh, Middleton, just 5 of 16. Middleton with 11 points. Drew Holiday with just 17 points. And if the Bucks are going to win the championship, they obviously need more performances in the like of game three from those guys. Uh, one thing that's very interesting is the Suns scored 118 points in both of their home games to start the series, but only scored 100 last night. And it's still a very well-balanced offense. Uh, you know, still getting the job done. Chris Paul, if the Suns do win this series, is probably your finals MVP. He's still at a very respectable 19-9. and nine. Uh, But still, it's definitely a completely different atmosphere. And I, I think that the Bucks, they are residing in a very underrated city itself, a very underrated basketball city. It's cool to see the first finals, I believe, since 1974 uh, that's been in Milwaukee. So you got to go back all the way to the uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robertson era. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you, you know who they lost to in the finals, right? Uh, the Boston Celtics? Yeah. Have a check. Um you, you do you know uh, Mad Dog Russo? No, no, I don't. Chris Russo, Chris Russo, very popular Mad Dog. Okay. Radio, radio personality. Okay. He just wanted this whole rant about Havlicek because Kevin Durant, you know, like these kind of guys are load managing, you know, skipping games here and there. And he just say Havlicek, you know, twice the player that he is, you know, <laughs> Kevin Durant is. But, anyways, um, yeah, uh, it, it, it is very cool. And I was actually very excited to see, uh, you know, uh, Milwaukee making it to the final. I know me and you, we talked a little bit about, hey, you know, let's let's go to the Deer District, you know. Maybe we can do something like that for game uh, game six, supposedly, you know. Yeah, I'd love to get to one. Uh, Havlicek was the finals MVP that year. Yeah. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar led the playoffs in points with 515 rebounds, 253 uh, and win shares with 4.7. So obviously he had his fingerprints all over it, much like Giannis now about 50 years later. And uh, Oscar Robertson leads the playoffs and assists with 149. And so it is very interesting because the comparison for me with Giannis is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that Giannis stays in Milwaukee. I don't think he does um, what Kareem did and 
head to LA or head to a bigger market. Uh, I don't know if Giannis necessarily has an Oscar Robertson, but he's got his Middleton and he's got Holiday. And uh, geez, when's the last time the Suns, they were in the finals in 1993, but you got to go back. What was it? 1977? Last time the Suns were in the finals? Uh, 76, where they also lost to the Celtics. Wow. (laughs) I I would say a great decade for the Celtics, but let's be honest. The Celtics usually have pretty good decades. They're, they've just been really good for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's a weaker decade for them, right? <laughs> well, yeah, they only got two champions in that century. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, anyway, Hami, so we're looking at game four next, and that one's going to be, uh, let's see, what day do we have that? Uh, Wednesday. I think it is tomorrow. Yeah. Or, or oh, Tuesday. So tomorrow. Uh, this on Monday. So yeah, tomorrow, right? Or is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, okay. Wednesday, Wednesday the 14th. And so, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now that the Bucks kind of have that statement victory, what are your thoughts as uh, they continue to host the NBA Finals? Well, you know, to, to in order to win this game and, you know, to win this series, you got to, your role players have to be really good. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, Bucks fans are probably hating me for saying this, but I just feel like the Suns role players are a little bit better than okay. the Bucks role players. And I, I could see this situation being, I can, I it's just going two ways. I mean, obviously the Bucks can win and it'll be tied to two or the Suns will win. And I actually feel like the Bucks would win if it went back to the Valley three, one. And I think it'll go back to six, game six. And you originally uh, said Suns and six. Suns and six, yeah. That, that's from our prediction where it's three to one. Okay. And the Bucks forced to game six pretty much on the road. And the Bucks are right now favorites for this next game. Yeah, that's they are, definitely are. Yeah. How much? How many points? I'm double checking. I want to say it's three and a half points. I'm double checking right now. Uh, four and a half point favorites. So um, it's interesting to see how much that's shifted. Uh, the Bucks fresh off a 20 point win, but I feel like this one has the makings of a, it could go either way game four. Uh, I still think the Bucks take it, but I don't know if they win by more than three points. I think it could be, uh, I think it will come down to the final minute. You know, this this postseason has, has missed a lot of games like that. I've come down to the final minute. Yeah, like uh, we've we've only had the Nets, uh, the the Nets Bucks game, best game of the playoffs, and then there's also there's been a couple of games like uh, the. The Hawks and Bucks was a pretty good game that came down to the last like minute, but that's pretty much been it, right? I mean, has there been like anything even in the first round? Did Luca have a he had a buzzer beater, right? I I can't recall off the top of my head. Oh, I, he didn't have a buzzer beater, but he probably had a game winner. Well, there has been no buzzer beaters in this postseason, and it's the first time in five years. So 2016 playoffs. That was the last time there was no buzzer beaters, like game winners. 
Really? Is that like, did you look that up? Is that legit? That's true. Yeah. Like just buzzer beaters as game winners. So it's kind of specific, you know? Okay. That is incredible. We're due. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're due. You know, 2016 was a great finals, you know? So maybe, <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, the, the Bucks. I mean, you know, Middleton, he's got to have, you know, these guys, they have to score like 20 plus, right? Like Middleton holiday, right? Yeah. At least 19 points. Yeah. And like Lopez has got to have a pretty good game, you know. You right. got to bank on these guys having. Like a if good Lopez, game. Holiday, and Middleton all do fifteen, I'm honestly not so worried about like Middleton's and the, the Holidays. I'm more more worried about like the Connaughtons, you know. Yeah, yeah, Connaughton really need to step up, especially without Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, yeah. So, but I would yeah. agree with uh, the. It's, it's a tall task, man. It's a tall task, even coming back from two two, you know, oh two, right? To come back to two two. It's been happened. It's happened a few times, but uh, you know the, the the team that's kind of favored is usually going to win out, and I'm pretty sure the Suns are favored to win this one, the series. You know, uh, but I guess you know Vegas predicts a, a a game six for sure. And honestly, I, I think I would be down uh, if it goes to a, a game six. We should go to Milwaukee. Oh yeah, I'd be super down. The people should join us. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh friend of the program who has offered uh, some hospitality as well. Uh, one of my friends out there is currently uh, in a two apartment situation. And so she said that uh, we got a place to, uh, to stay. So I'd be, I'd be absolutely down. Um, <laughs> Let's get her on right now. Well, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps I think we Let's are going settle this out right now. Uh, you know, phone calls are the best way to do it. Um, you know, just having now, maybe the next show. Yeah, maybe maybe the next we show. Can, yeah, well, yeah, we can set it up for for like next show. That's gonna be kind of a cliffhanger for the end. Yeah, yeah, we we should have a caller uh, joining us soon. I I just texted him, told him he can uh, go ahead and uh, give us a buzz. Uh, but while we wait for that, I will we'll touch on something you said about the Suns having better role players and. Yeah, because the big three for Milwaukee is Giannis, Middleton, Holiday. And the big three for the Suns is Paul, Aiton, Booker. But honestly, it's a big four when you consider Mikel Bridges. All right, here we go. Uh, so we got a caller right on the Hoopstradamus hotline. It's uh, Bill. Bill, how you doing? Uh, we're doing great. Doing great. Uh, Bill, I know you're pulling for the Bucks so far. Uh, we're, we're talking about how they definitely had a statement win last night. What are your thoughts so far on the series and uh, any questions you have for us? Yeah, you know, going into the third game, I was hesitant. Um, big Bucks fan, and I, uh, I just, like I said, was hesitant to be too overconfident, but – the way Holiday and Milton put it together, um, now I'm extremely, I guess, optimistic about moving forward. Um, and I think that's what was missing in the first two games. And they put it all together last night. And what's your thoughts about them being able to carry that over into the rest of the series? Uh, Hami, I'll let you feel this one first and I'll jump in then. Yeah, I mean, I, I just – I mentioned before on the show, I think the Suns have better role players, and obviously they didn't play as well yesterday. 
So I, I do think the Suns are going to go up 3-1, but I feel like the Bucks are going to bring it back to Milwaukee and upset, yeah, kind of upset, whatever, the Suns uh, as they're up 3-1 and make it 3-2 again. Uh, and I do think the Suns will close it out back in Milwaukee. But, you know, they're, they're, these role players have to be on their A game every step of the way now. You know, like there's – like they need to have at least, I mean, like, like you got Bobby Portis's and you got the, the holiday. I'm not worried about the holidays and Milton's obviously those guys, but you know, the Pat Connaughton's the Bobby Portis, like they really got to step it up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that once you get the confidence, I'm sure there's a level of nerves to be settled. You know, this is the first finals for Middleton and holiday and, uh, it seems like Chris Middleton, like anyone, like any human being, you know, they're better with confidence, but hopefully he is able to have some of that going forward. Um, because if the Bucks are going to have a chance, he's really got to be more of a scoring factor. Um, only 18 points last night. I think that he should be putting up closer to 25. He only took 14 shots. He was three of seven from three. And so I like that, uh, you know, Giannis only takes two threes in that game. There's really no need for Giannis wow. to take too many threes, but uh, you need Middleton and Holiday to do that because the Suns are always going to move the ball. Uh, they're going to get their shots up. And if the Bucks lose their identity, which is, have a three-point shooting team around Giannis, then uh, they really don't have much of a chance in this series. But the Bucks did a really good job defending the three as well um, last night, where the Suns are only nine of 31 from wow. deep. Yeah, and uh, just one more guy I do want to touch on who's just been incredible is Jay Crowder. Uh, Jay Crowder, uh, six of seven from three last night. And those are, he only took three point shots, but this is a guy who's in the finals for the second year in a row last year, of course, with Miami heat. And you can really put him anywhere you can, uh, or not anywhere on the floor, but you can plug him into any team in the NBA and you have a quintessential stretch for who's going to play really good defense. He's going to be able to guard multiple positions and it just ties into maybe the Bucks are lacking a little bit of the depth where the Suns have so many guys who can step up. Uh, Cameron Johnson with another uh, solid game last night with 14 points. And I think he's just been uh, lights out. Let's take a look at some of his playoff numbers uh, in the uh, run right now. So, so far in the playoffs, he's shooting 91% from the line. He's shooting uh, 43.8 from the three-point line in shooting a clean 50%. And so the Suns have these guys who are able to step up. But what's interesting is you lose Dario Saric. And so while Saric might not be a super crucial player, maybe he is actually, yeah. you know, uh, because all of a sudden you have Frank Kaminsky. And I think, I, and we love Frank Kaminsky here, uh, Bill. I know that uh, you were at a Frank Kaminsky game against the St. Francis Spartans a few yeah. years ago. <laughs> back when he was at Bennett Academy. And so we, we love Frank the Tank here on Hoops Radamus. But he maybe it puts them in a little bit of a disadvantage. They aren't able to have that same identity that they would typically have uh, when Kaminsky is taking some of those Sarich minutes. Yeah, 
Yeah, good points. And do you guys have time for another question? Absolutely, go for it. I mean, I really root for these small market teams, especially because, I mean, the easy case in point here is LeBron James 1.0. So Cleveland LeBron, the first Cleveland LeBron, you know, they aren't quite able to get over the hump and then he leaves. And I don't think Giannis would necessarily leave. I know that the national media loved that storyline though. People were editing on Twitter, putting him in a golden state warriors Jersey or a Los Angeles Lakers Jersey or whatever. But I think that it's very good for sports and it's good for parody to have some of these smaller market teams win. And the NFL really does it best. And the easy comp there is the green Bay Packers, right? Uh, The green Green Bay is probably smaller than Naperville probably by a lot. And so uh, when you have a team from Milwaukee, which is still a really awesome city in the United States, uh, when those teams are able to do well, I hope that the effect on the rest of the league is some of these superstars might think, hey, maybe we can do it here. Maybe I don't have to go to New York. Maybe I don't have to go to L.A. Or maybe they're like, yeah, or maybe they're like, hey, Milwaukee seems fun. I bet Chicago is even better. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, it's no question. It's it's great. It is great for the league. I I think the whole talk about, uh, you know, the the locations of the cities and, like, that other BS. Because basketball and, like, the, the ratings especially, I think even that is a little overblown. I mean, I know the league has to make their money and they have to reach certain numbers, but basketball is such a global game uh, where it, it probably is the second or third most popular sport in the world behind soccer. And uh, I, I don't know what other sport is could also be up there. Cricket, I don't know. But uh, I know basketball, is, it's up there. Basketball is definitely top, like, four or five for sure in, in the world and everyone uh if like everyone kind of keeps up with it at least if they're not watching it they kind of keep up with it through highlights or whatever means and it, it, i mean like even seeing the phoenix suns you know i, I wouldn't ever expect the phoenix suns you know four three or four years ago to say that they'd be in the finals in the next coming decade and to see that their kind of bandwagon grow was that it, it's very cool it's very interesting i mean chris paul you know, there's been a lot of talk this past year about is Chris Paul really a winner? 
And the answer is he probably is, right? Because most of the teams he goes on gets a lot better. Yeah. The thing is he just doesn't win the win, the big one. And people have it's hard. It's hard as it's hard as hell to win one. You know, like ask the Raptors how easy it is to run a championship. Yeah. Especially Chris Paul. You know, he's 36 years old and he's probably going to get paid, you know, and I think the easy comp for Chris Paul is John Stockton. Uh, I think that they're very similar players. I think Stockton was a little more pass first, not to say that Chris Paul isn't pass first, but uh, Stockton, like extreme pass first. You know, it seems like sometimes he would even pass up open shots. And there's a reason he's the all-time leader in assists. But when you compare the two, it's very interesting that, and I, I'll look up how old Stockton was here when he made it to the finals in 1996, 97. So he was 34 the first time he got to the finals. Chris Paul, first time in the finals, is 36. Um, but Stockton was able to play until he was 40 years old. He played almost 20 full seasons in the NBA, and they're both quick. But they're both pretty small guys, you know, Stockton, uh, 6'1", 170, Chris Paul, six foot 175. So a little thicker in Chris Paul, but super similar uh, athletes, similar styles of play. And that makes me think that Chris Paul will be able to age gracefully uh, and is going to be worthy of an extension with the Phoenix Suns. And you got to kind of open up the checkbook for that because you look at how much better the whole team got in the two guys who really benefit the most, in my opinion, and the whole team does, but Deandre Ayton, he's going to get a bag this off season. Uh, and then Mikel Bridges, those guys are on a different level with Chris Paul and Jay Crowder is the perfect guy to put with Chris Paul as well. Cameron Johnson for similar reasons, even Cameron Payne, the steps he's taken forward in this playoffs. This is a guy who was literally out of the league a few years ago. This guy was the butt of a lot of our jokes as Chicago Bulls fans. But Chris Paul is a stabilizing force. And so they're going to have to pay him. And you might as well, because you look at Stockton and there was never a point in his later years when he had under seven and a half assists per game. That was uh, 1998-99. He has 7.5 assists per game. And that's the lowest total he had going all the way back to 85-86, the second year in the league when he only had 7.4. But when you're just a pass-first point guard, you're a facilitator. And so I believe that Chris Paul's going to be able to uh, replicate that this season at the age of 30. Five, he averages 18 or 8.9 assists per game. Uh, Stockton, 8.5 assists per, per game. And we're in a different era for sure of basketball right now. But you look at Stockton's shooting numbers down the stretch and the, the shot and the assists are something that aren't going to go away. And it's not like this guy's a six foot seven super athlete. He's someone who's going to run your offense. So he's someone who's quick but he doesn't have to be the quickest player on the floor to be effective 
And so while a lot of players may be really relying on that explosive athleticism, those things do go away. I suspect that Chris Paul is going to be able to still be Chris Paul for another four years, maybe five, uh, before he decides to hang him up. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great storyline. Tommy, any, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I do think Chris Paul has uh, surpassed. Uh, I, I do think he will have surpassed Stockton. And I think, uh, yes, uh, I actually do think, uh, but I think, I think a good question is Isaiah Thomas versus Chris Paul. I think that's a pretty good question. Uh, the Pistons, Isaiah Thomas. You know, uh, good, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, because I, I, I'm, I'm not sure on that one. That's a, that's a tough one because Chris Paul winning this year would be big, but I think if Chris Paul, if he had won an MVP, like you know, in 2008, he, he could have won an MVP. I think he was probably second. I think he was second behind Kobe Bryant. But if he had won, I think that that probably would have put pushed him over the edge for me. But uh, you know, Isaiah, he's got two rings. He was kind of the leader of that team, and uh, there was a lot of talk. I remember. I mean, I remember. I wish I didn't live that time, but I do know that Isaiah Thomas, other than Magic, no one like as a point guard, no one really leads their team, right? And he 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 was like I guess their best scorer and their best uh, you know like assist man too, their best point guard. So um, the, a title for Chris Paul this year, I mean, like I think I think another champion, maybe two two titles would probably push him over Isaiah for me, but. Uh, this year, what I mean, like this is just kind of to get that monkey off his back, right? And that's an interesting comparison too. Uh, Chris Paul didn't have those signature playoff moments until now, but now we can really seriously talk about Chris Paul, not just from an advanced stats point of view, but we can seriously talk about like is he, if he wins a ring, do we put him above Isaiah Thomas and John Stockton? Uh, Stockton obviously never got one and Thomas got two and they're very similar in their career numbers. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, 19 points per game, uh, nine assists per game on his career. Chris Paul right now, 18 points per game, uh, nine assists per game. And so they're right there. Now, Chris Paul, a much better three point shooter. Chris, uh, Isaiah Thomas in an era when it wasn't really acceptable to take a ton of threes anyway. And so Isaiah Thomas only took or only shot rather 29% from three on his career. Well, Chris Paul incredibly is shot 37%. Wow. Yeah. And so uh, it, it kind of speaks for the evolution of the game, but it's also, if you're going to compare Chris Paul to anyone, those are probably the two guys you compare to uh, Isaiah Thomas, the scorer uh, stocked in the facilitator, but all these guys are playing under the rim. And uh, one thing that is very interesting about the Isaiah Thomas comparison is Isaiah was dirty and so is Chris Paul. Let's call it what it is. Uh, I mean, he's very crafty uh, and he gets away with a lot of stuff, but Stockton, Isaiah and Chris, they all know how to maybe pull the questionable shot. I don't want to call it a cheap shot, but you know, they are very good at getting under people's skins and it's, you can go on YouTube and look at Isaiah Thomas and what he did with the Chicago Bull or against the Chicago Bulls. And then you look at some of those 1998 NBA finals, 1997 NBA finals, and it's John Stockton and uh, Steve Kerr and Ron Harper. And 
Things were getting a little chippy. Things were getting a little physical. Very good at getting under guys' skin. And these guys win the mental game. And so for me, I think if Chris Paul does get the championship here, he probably does surpass Stockton for sure. Well, I mean, shoot. We'll see how he does into his late 40s, right? Stockton, the all-time leader in steals and assists. Yeah, when he's 48, we'll we'll definitely put him above Stockton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But I'd probably have to at least put him above – Isaiah, I'd have, I'm going to have to recircle this if he's able to get the Suns over the hill. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, taking my call. I love your show. Thanks, Bill. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. You guys take care. Go Bucks. Go Bucks, Bill. All right. <laughs> All right. That was uh, Bill calling from the Western suburbs there. Uh, always a pleasure having Bill on the program. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always good. He's got a silky smooth jumper, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, you know, he's got that nice, like, uh, you know, I feel like he's got, like, a good Carlos Boozer type of game. You know, maybe a Pau Gasol type. You know, I don't know. Yeah, better shooter. Better shooter than Boozer. I'll give you a Pau Gasol. <laughs> no, Boozer had a good mid-range jumper, you know? Yeah, yeah. But – I'm going to give Bill the, the edge on form. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's, we're, we're getting there on the, on the show. Uh, anything else you want to get into um, specifically? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, I don't think people should be too uh, upset with how the finals has been shaping up so far. And I do think the bucks are going to push this to six games. So, it's just a matter of how they're going to do it and are they going to get one more kind of blowout win kind of like yesterday or is it going to be kind of a fighting tooth and nail for that, you know, next step closer to a championship for each team. Uh, so it really comes down to the Lopez's, the Connaughton's, the Bobby Portis's. I think Middleton Holiday, I think they are going to step up their game and I'm just looking forward to an exciting game four. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, I think this goes seven. Uh, it could go either way. You think the home team would win every game? Yeah, I could totally see that happening. It would be really tough for the Bucks to win game seven in Phoenix, but if it's a game six in Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee wins that. Yeah. So yeah. That's, I really that's do bad. think you're right. It could be every single game the home team wins. So far in the series, the two best players far and away are Chris Paul and Giannis. Chris Paul, yeah. 24-7. Kind uh, of as, as expected, you know. Say that again? Well, that's kind of what we're expecting, right? Something like that. Like Chris right. Paul and Giannis, maybe Booker yeah. and Giannis. Rounding but, yeah. up just slightly, it's 25-9 and nine for Chris Paul throughout the series so far. And Giannis, 34-14. and 14, 14 rebounds per game. He's getting his just under five assists per game so far. And now that the Bucks have that statement win, the team averages, <laughs> the Suns are averaging a clean 112. The Bucks are averaging 111. And so uh, mm-hmm. it's right there. And I think it could go either way. And we're just blessed with a great series. Don't worry about whether it's this, you know, Lakers, Nets, finals you were expecting 
this is the finals we have and we should be grateful for it because I think it's shaping up to be truly incredible. And I'm very grateful that the Suns didn't just blow out the Bucks in game three here because then it would be over. But it's officially a series now. And so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how it wraps up. Uh, but the Sarich injury and the Bucks taking that game three really opens up uh, the possibilities. I think it could go either way. And now the Suns are the team that are going to have to adjust. The Bucks made their adjustments. Now the Suns need to adjust. They're a very good road team. They've been a good road team all year. Now you got to prove it Wednesday night in Milwaukee. They're in a good adjuster team too. Yes. Yes. And uh, the sun, it's been around for a long time, longer than the earth, I believe. I'm no uh, scientist. Yeah. We actually have to adapt to the sun instead of like the sun adapting to us, like, you know, adjusting to us. We have to do it. Now the sun has to adapt. So we'll see. Yeah. At least these Suns, at least these particular, but like, are, are these, these, this Phoenix Suns team, I know they're the Suns, it's plural, but like, maybe it's the, maybe it's supposed to be the Suns, like apostrophe S, like the Suns team. Yeah, no? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Team. Yeah. And so, so is this a collection of stars? Is that team or what is that, you know? It's a collection of gas bad. giants if we're getting technical. So, the, the so, Chris Paul, he's a, he's a son. I mean, he's he's, he's Chris, a big. Chris star. Paul is definitely a gas giant. Yeah, he's a, he's a big star. Yeah. He's, not, he's not a gas giant like DeAndre Ayton is a gas giant. Not, not that right, son. different kind of gas giant. But DeAndre Ayton is a gas giant. Yeah, and um, Devin Booker is a gas giant, and he's a young star. And so, uh, uh, Michael Michael Bridges, shooting star. Yeah, perhaps he's definitely a good shooter. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's he's shooting his way to stardom, right? <laughs> he he could be a gas giant soon. It seems like Michael Bridges has been open all series, like yeah. wide open corner threes. It's like the PJ Tucker, you know. It's like the, with the Rockets. Speaking yeah. of which, PJ Tucker. I mean, five years with the Suns. How about that? Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to forget because he's been around forever. So yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to consider. Uh, but these gas giants, you know what they say, when you mess with the Bucks, you get the horns. And you're going to get the horns in Milwaukee. And they're getting the horns so far. So uh, we'll see what that means, whatever that means. We'll find out what that means on the next episode of the Hoopstradamus podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, Hami, any final thoughts? One last question. What was your thoughts on the Bucks jerseys from yesterday, the green ones? Serious Loki vibes, like Marvel Universe Loki vibes, like just giant okay, Loki. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see, I see. See, yeah. I'm not crazy about them. I, I think you know, I, I think they should just wear. I think I like their standard white jerseys. They got nice cream jerseys. They got a, a great black jersey. I mean, yeah, I like the blue jerseys too. The blue, I'm they're growing on me. I, I, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not crazy against the blue jersey. It's not bad. Yeah, Aquaman vibes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or Seaman, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Seaman, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I know this is this is a public park, but you see those guys over there about to play some one-on-one over there. As yeah. those guys have been warming up this whole hour for this moment, and we are getting it, about to get it live here on camera. Let's see what the first possession is, and they, they are live, as you can see. I probably can't zoom in too much, but 
uh, I think that they probably see that I, I'm filming. Phenomenal radio right here. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you guys can see him over there. And uh, the guy who has the ball right now, you know, doesn't have the greatest of, of jumpers, but uh, yeah. you know, he's going to try to grind his way to a dub. Here he is, backing in the fadeaway, and he's off the mark. And it's picked up by the Yankees coming up the other way, top of the key, doing the dribble moves. He's going to put his phone to the side. Now they're going to check up once again. Mr. Yankees, you got to step back, sidestep, air ball Ooh. off the backboard. Yep. That will do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah, shout out to Evan Buttress, uh, Bucks fan Evan Buttress. He's our graphic designer. If you oh, want, oh yeah, congratulations, Evan. Your team is you know, kind of shattering your team throughout this postseason. As all, well. that's a nice three pointer right there from uh, you know flat jumper and. So, uh, shout out to Evan Butchers and shout out to your team, the Bucks. I kind of shouted them a little bit, but that once they beat the Nets, I was like, this team isn't, isn't to be messed with anymore. No, no. And the Suns are learning that the hard way right now. Uh, we'll yeah. see you next time on Hoops or Domus.